재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Various eating disorders such as anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating have affected a growing number of people in recent years, especially in previously little-affected demographic groups such as men and middle-aged women. So to learn more about the situation and what can be done to help those who are suffering from these conditions, we're very pleased to have joining us Professor Emma Bond, Director of the Institute for Social, Educational, and Enterprise Development at University Campus Suffolk. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Professor. Would you say in your professional opinion that eating disorders are a growing problem worldwide, especially among younger people? Yes, definitely. Um, There's been a lot of reports about eating disorders, certainly in Western countries during the last few decades. Um, They're mainly associated with sort of white women, and but now we're seeing cases in non-Western countries as well, other than Japan. Um, They've been reported in the Middle East, People's Republic of, of China, and these recent studies suggest that the prevalence of eating disorders has been rising in these countries as well. There's always talk about what is the uh, standard of beauty, uh, what defines a, a beautiful woman or a man, and often uh, people believe that uh, the mass media is to blame for reinforcing uh, what is considered to be a negative body image that many people have of themselves, and that could have a causal effect on these eating disorders. Would you agree with that argument? Well, it's it's very difficult. I mean, certainly one of the reported explanations for the development of eating disorders is from social pressure resulting from standards of sort of female beauty or male beauty imposed sort of from modern industrial society or or sort of culture, you know, the whole sort of size zero Mm. um, aspect of that. You know, increasingly as well, um, we're seeing, you know, the, the Western media, is being attributed to the increase in the rate of eating disorders in non-Western countries as well. But there are lots of debates about the influence of media and social behavior, societal expectations, and also body image. What it is really clear from these debates is that the interaction between the message in the media and the response in the individual is actually really complicated because you have a lot of members of the same population who are exposed to the influences, but they don't all develop um, an eating disorder. Yeah, and that's the interesting part of this is I, I suppose if there is a stereotype of people who y- you think of um, who may be vulnerable to things like bulimia or anorexia, mm-hmm. you would think it's these uh, young women who are aspiring to be like these uh, Victoria's Secret models, which I know that recently there's been some backlash against that. But how can we explain then the uh, growing number of older middle-aged adults, both male and female, who are falling victim to eating disorders? Yeah, this this definitely does appear to be a rise in late-onset eating disorders. Uh, It's been linked to women uh, and also men in their 40s and 50s uh, who describe feeling under pressure to look young because of the sort of prominence of sort of age-defying older celebrities Mm. that we see increasingly in the media. Body image and looking youthful are associated with slimness as well. But sort of major life events are usually the cause of these disorders like relationship breakdowns or bereavement or losing a job when depression and and low mood can actually affect your your self-esteem so people start uh, not eating and then losing weight and then perhaps people around them are making positive comments Mm. so they can develop dysfunctional eating disorders after a sort of life event like that now then on the other extreme with the uh, very young people in the case of Children, is it also similar? Um, can a traumatic childhood experience 
be a trigger or a cause for eating disorders among young kids? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of research to say that eating disorders are linked to post-traumatic stress disorder, for example, and those children who have experienced traumatic events are much more likely to engage in an eating disorder to self-manage or the feelings and experiences related to post-traumatic stress disorder. This is particularly true in cases of child sexual abuse, and there's been a large amount of research related to the effect of child sexual abuse uh, on body image. It's currently believed that about 30% of individuals with an eating disorder have actually been sexually abused. Yeah, that certainly is a disturbing statistic indeed. Uh, and I, I imagine that it depends on the individual and the demographic group of uh, the patients or, or the people who need to be treated. But generally speaking, Professor, what kind of help, what kind of treatment or intervention methods I in your experience is the most effective in terms of helping people who have a di disorder, uh, an eating disorder, and would like to get some help? For those people that, that yeah, want to get help, that want to go into recovery, it's really important that treatment of individuals suffering from an eating disorder should be both for their eating disorder condition, but also therapeutic interventions for any traumatic experiences. So if you don't address the, the trauma or the previous um, psychological issue, then if you treat the eating disorder, successful recovery will actually be very, very difficult because the eating disorder is probably developed as a method of self-defense for, for the victim. So factors which contribute to success of treatment include positive reactions to the disclosure about a traumatic event as well as really strong support from family and friends. Um, eating disorders, though, are very, very serious health conditions, and they can be really physically and emotionally destructive. And it's very, very difficult, very traumatic for their family and friends as well to watch them go through this. So really, people with eating disorders need to seek professional help, um, as early diagnosis and intervention can actually enhance recovery. Yeah, certainly, and maybe this is painting with too broad a brush, but I suppose the stereotype when you think of people who have some kind of substance uh, addiction problems, uh, namely someone who, let's say, attends Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, they go through the 12-step program, they're successful, and they are sober, there's always that fear of getting back on the wagon or, or relapsing. Is it similar with people with eating disorders? Is there a way to prevent recovering patients from falling into relapse? Yeah, and your um, analogy around the addiction is very true. People who um, have anorexia, you know, there's a lot of talk about being addicted to starvation. Um, it's very, very difficult sometimes to sort of prevent recovering uh, patients falling into relapse. And there's a lot of concern at the moment, especially around the pro-anorexia websites. So people who are moving towards recovery actually using online forums and discussion forums to actually maintain uh, their eating disorder. Mm. So it's really important about recognizing the symptoms and signs and encouraging people with an eating disorder to also be quite self-aware if they think they're going towards relapse and, relapse and to seek help from a, a professional and to try and sort of develop a very positive and self-nurturing internal dialogue with these um, people so they can pick up quickly and get treatment for the sort of co-occurring disorders like anxiety um, and depression mm. and just trying to get um, people with an eating disorder if they do think they're going towards relapse or their family or friends think they are to seek help quickly. And final question, uh, do you have uh, any news on uh, some exciting new research that's being conducted in this field to, to help people with dis eating disorders and also what do you hope to see in the future for uh, treatment of this? 
Um, there's a lot of um, really exciting uh, research going on in King's College in London at the moment that have a unit which is dedicated to research around eating, eating disorders. And they're currently looking at a, a range of different treatments, including family and friends mentoring to help uh, people towards recovery. They're also looking at repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation um, using uh, oxytocin, um, also looking at cognitive bias modifications, computerized attention training. It's amazing. Mm. There's, there's a lot of going on uh, in this field right now. Um, which is very exciting, and, and hopefully um, some more effective interventions will, will be found and will be then made available. I think one of the things that I would like to see is um, earlier recognition of eating disorders and being able to get help quickly. A lot of the time, certainly in the UK, um, it's very difficult for certainly young people to get help. They right. actually have to be very seriously ill before that is recognized. Well, uh, certainly I hope a lot of our listeners also take this to heart. Some great advice. Uh, Professor Bond, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Not at all. Thank you. Professor Emma Bond, we've got Soul City News up next.